Hello there. This is Series 10 of Satisfied. The Series 10 podcasts enhance the Heartbreak to Hope Bible study covering the Gospel of Mark in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we learned why our God is a God we can know and love. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 9 of the Heartbreak to Hope Bible study. We will look at how we can recognize deception trails and avoid them. To many of us, the Bible's prophetic teaching about the end times is like a wilderness, remote, hard to access, and challenging to navigate. The more you get into it, the more you feel lost. Just as there are many trails that cross in a wilderness, there are many beliefs about end times prophecy. After a bit of study, it all begins to get more complicated, like Jesus' teaching in Mark 13, or the parallel passages covering this in Matthew and Luke. But it's not really complicated if we stick with what we can know. Taken directly from Mark chapter 13, there are five things we can know for sure. What we can know, number one, from verses 7 and 8. Jesus said conditions on this planet are not going to get better, but worse. We can forget the idea of world peace until he comes back. What we can know, number two, verses 9 through 13. Persecutions and betrayals will affect Christians until Jesus returns. He will give us strength to endure them, plus the words to say, and we are not to be afraid. What we can know, number three, verses 14 through 23. This great time of worldwide massive tribulation hasn't happened yet. The destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD was not the worst that had happened before that or even since that time. It is still to come. What we can know, number four, from verses 24 through 27, Jesus is physically coming back to planet Earth and no one is going to miss it. Isn't that good news? We just don't know when he is returning. What we can know, number five, from verses 33 through 37. Jesus is leaving his disciples behind with certain responsibilities. To them and to all of us, he says, stay alert. In Mark chapter 13, Jesus warned his disciples eight times, eight times to watch out, be on guard, and stay alert. Stay alert to what? I looked at all his teaching and concluded that a disciple's greatest danger is not war, it's not calamity, it's not persecution, it's not betrayal, it is deception. That's Jesus' warning to them and to us as he says in Mark chapter 13, verse 5, watch out that no one deceives you. Deception affects the direction our minds are going and our bodies follow. That reminded me about hiking a trail in a wilderness. Hiking in a beautiful mountain setting can be delightful or it can be downright frustrating when you can't find your trail because a signpost is misleading or three trails appear where there's only supposed to be one. You may take a trail that seems right only to find that you've been deceived. The further we get into the last days and the more complex society gets, the easier it is to be deceived today. You can get instant information from social media, websites, and digital streaming. 
How do you know when your mind is being manipulated to believe a deception? My husband Ron directed a wilderness camping ministry for many years, often including our family. In a wilderness, there are lots of trails. Among all the trees and valleys, the trails look alike. If you don't check your map and compass and can't see over the next hilltop, you can't be sure if a certain trail is going to take you where you need to go. To effectively navigate the maze of trails, a hiker must rely on her map and compass. Our Bible is like a map that gives us an aerial view of the right trail following Jesus, as well as all the wrong ones. And the Holy Spirit is our compass, always orienting us to Jesus and His way. Without relying on our map and compass, we can easily be deceived. At least 33 New Testament verses warn believers about being deceived or led astray from our sincere and pure devotion to Christ. We have a spiritual enemy, and deceiving us is one of his best means for making us ineffective at pursuing Christ completely. We put all our energy going in the wrong directions. Let's call those deception trails. Deception trails are anything that wastes our time energy and money by sending us in a direction away from our responsibilities as a disciple that Jesus mentioned in Mark 13. These are knowing Christ and following Him only, plus being His witnesses as we let Him live His life through us. When we choose to make certain mistakes, we become vulnerable to deception trails. Let's all assume the role of a hiker now. What kinds of mistakes can we follow? Deception trail number one is to ignore the map and compass and go by how you feel. Years ago, I was watching a teen lead her youth group on a hike using a compass. After lots of instruction, the teen ignored the N for north on her compass and lined up the compass needle with the S for south instead. Though feeling confident in her direction, the student led the whole group 180 degrees opposite from where they should have hiked. What's the deception? It's okay to ignore the map and compass, go by how you feel, and still end up where you want to go. Do any of these statements describe you? I feel I am not good enough for God to love or else He wouldn't let bad things happen to me. I feel like I have to still earn His approval by working harder or being better. I feel like some of my sins are not forgivable. I feel like this action is right, so it must be right. Those statements all deal with emotions. Emotions can distract us because they are responders. They will line up with anything we want them to match, just like the teen's compass needle lined up with the S instead of the N. Relying on how we feel about something rather than on the Bible and the Holy Spirit to guide us makes us vulnerable to being deceived. Consider all those feelings I just mentioned or any other emotion that seems to be running your life fear, worry, anger, or impatience. Trust the Holy Spirit to help you find a New Testament verse that teaches truth. Then let your emotions respond to God's Word. They'll line up eventually since the Holy Spirit, the true compass, lives inside of you, guiding you to biblical truth, never opposite of it. So if you feel you're not forgiven or loved, that's not the Spirit's voice. That is your emotions distracting you from relying on your map and compass. Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you. 
that includes ourselves. To avoid an emotional deception trail, rely on the map and compass to pursue Jesus's trail. Deception trail number two is thinking great gear and a great body guarantee a great hike. You might think that would be true, but it's not. Hikers in perfect physical shape with very expensive boots and equipment still get blisters on the trail and altitude sickness. For a successful hike, you must plan where to set up camp, where to get water, and what to do in the midst of heavy rain, hail, and lightning. You need to know where the trails lead and where you want to start and end up. That's pursuing the important things. Otherwise, you will have a miserable hike regardless of how good you look because you will be at the mercy of the weather, the wilderness, and other people. I read an article that said the answer to emotional fitness and life balance is to get selfish and pursue whatever pleases your senses. Then you will become healthier and happier. The message is this, if we have better gear, such as a nicer home, newer car, stylish clothes, we will be happier. If we have a better body, slim, wrinkle-free, big boobs, we will be happier. Is that true? Okay, we only have one body, so we should want to take care of it. It is the biggest ministry tool we have. And I like nice stuff around me just like you do. But that desire for great gear creates a stranglehold on us. In today's lesson, when the calamities do come, Jesus warns disciples not to go back for a cloak or other belongings. Why would they do that? It's because when we invest in stuff, we want to hang on to it. But will getting selfish with our body and stuff help us follow Jesus only and be his witnesses? Probably not. Will it make us happy? We might get enjoyment, but it's no guarantee for happiness. It's a deception. But the more serious deception is that pleasing our physical senses should take priority in our lives so we will be strong enough to get through life. The culture tells us to energetically pursue the lesser things. If we truly believe that knowing Christ and following Him, being His witness in our world, is our priority, that would be evident in how we spend our time, energy, and resources. We have all these things demanding our time or things we want to do. We need to predetermine what will take priority before we're bombarded with others' demands, or the lesser things will dominate. We can ask Jesus to help us prioritize our lives because we have seen Him do that already in Mark, in His life. He knew how to say no to some things, even good things like teaching and healing crowds of people. He did this to spend time on the important things like prayer with His Father and building relationships with His disciples. Dear listener, if we're going to be selfish about anything, let's be selfish about giving ourselves permission to spend time with Jesus in His Word and prayer. Ask yourself if frequent time with God and His Word is just as necessary to functioning effectively in your life as going to the gym, running errands, and whatever else that could fill your free time. Then give yourself permission to neglect a few things, such as doing the dishes or checking email, until you get time with God and His Word done. Jesus said, 
watch out that no one deceives you. That's anything or anyone claiming to be more important than him in your life. So to avoid pursuing the lesser things, rely on the map and compass and pursue the important things in your daily hike following Jesus. Deception trail number three is to assume all signposts are accurate. That's another mistake we can make while hiking. Jesus warned his disciples twice in Mark chapter 13 about listening to other voices instead of his voice. Besides telling us to please ourselves, what other kinds of tricks is our culture doing to influence our thinking? And how does our response affect those around us? Very few of us hike alone. We usually hike as part of a group, whether two or 20. My husband told me a story about what happened once to one of his hiking groups. At the intersection of two trails, the signpost had rotted at the bottom and was twisted, but the group didn't know that. Instead of getting out their map to check, they saw that the sign read Pecos Falls. That's where they wanted to go. So they just took off the way the sign pointed. Half an hour later, they realized they were going uphill and not downhill. Falls are at the bottom of a ridge, not at the top. So they got out the map and retraced their steps. Heading in the right direction rewarded them with the enchanting sight and sound of cascading water. But what if they had continued on that wrong trail? Everyone in the group would have gotten way off course, spending lots of time and energy climbing uphill, and no one would have seen the beautiful falls. Some cultural signposts are misleading, maybe even rotten at the bottom. They keep us from being effective at following Jesus. Here is one cultural voice calling out to women especially. The signpost says that women are superior to men, children don't need fathers because women are sufficient in themselves, and men can't be trusted because they're imbeciles. You know, you've heard this. We're fed this garbage continually, on TV, in magazines, in books. That is a deception, and Christian women are not immune to it. When we listen to other voices besides Jesus' voice, we can be unconsciously drawn into behavior and thinking that is very ungodlike, something we really don't want to do. The more we listen to that deception, the more accepting of it we become. Now, we women have laughed at men's quirks for years, and vice versa. But now the culture makes it easier for us to get drawn into ridiculing the men in our lives and to think that we women are the only ones who can be trusted. This kind of thinking appeals to women who are angry with men, and they look at biblical Christianity as male domination. So they say, let's make God female, and let's rewrite Christianity. We're seeing this happen all around us. Paul warned in 2 Timothy that a time will come when men and women will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. How do you protect yourself from this kind of deception trail and others like it? Ask Jesus to help you be a good doorkeeper of your mind and mouth. The Bible says that God created both men and women in His image. Neither are superior to the other. Both are equal and needed in His kingdom. Both are significant in the lives of children. 
both men and women are to be God-dependent rather than self-dependent. Just because books, music, and TV shows are labeled Christian or family-oriented doesn't mean that they are good for us. I've chosen not to watch certain shows because I don't like the way men are portrayed and how the women treat the men. I'm too impressionable, and I've been a Christian for more than 40 years. I know myself. If I listen to that kind of stuff, it'll get a foothold in my brain and come out of my mouth. I have to protect myself from that influence, and I bet you do too. Here's what our map says. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. That's in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. The bottom line is this. Don't let other people's thoughts be a replacement for the Bible. Compare what you're told with what God's Word says. Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you. An important trail rule is for hikers in a group to stay within sight and sound of the leader. It's the best way to keep from getting lost or left behind. As believers, we need to stay within sight and sound of Jesus' voice, which are the Bible and the Holy Spirit within us. When we don't, we make ourselves vulnerable to following a deception trail. We don't know what's ahead for us as 21st century Christians, but we know we can face anything described in Mark chapter 13 if we stay alert and effectively follow Jesus and be His witnesses as He lives His life through us. The effort of the hike will be worth it, especially when we see Him in His glory. What changes do you need to make today to keep you alert to deceptions and to rely on your map and compass so that you can hike Jesus' trail effectively? Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope, healing, and love as you get to know Him and trust Him more each day. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 10 of Satisfied.